Do you long for a simpler life? I mean, who doesn't? But a simple life might not be what you think it is. Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you found the Simply Convivial podcast, short but meaty focus sessions, helping you banish overwhelm and perfectionism so you can manage family life cheerfully and competently. So what is convivial? Convivial means doing life together with joy. It's the home atmosphere that we want as moms, but it's not usually our default setting. As moms, we are the atmosphere of our homes. So let's choose joy and become the convivial tone that we want in our home. In addition to writing and podcasting at simplyconvivial.com, I'm author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. I'm here to help you organize your attitude and dig into the good work that God has called you to do. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So let's talk today about living the simple life and what that really entails. Because simplicity and minimalism are not synonyms. They're not the same thing, although we often treat them as such. Getting rid of everything is not actually simplifying your life. Our material situation, the stuff in our home, is not really what contributes most to our emotional and mental load. But a simple life is a good thing, so let's talk about what that really means. Grab a basket of laundry to fold while you listen, and let's dig in. evening about four months postpartum with not my first kid. I was folding laundry. Everywhere my eyes landed, I noticed piles of things I really ought to be doing. Nothing looked satisfactory. Everything seemed terrible, no good, awful. I felt like I'd been busy all day getting nowhere. And I indulged that story, replaying it over and over in my mind with each towel that I folded. And a towel I'd probably be washing again tomorrow. I sighed and commented to my husband, I am so behind. I'm doing a terrible job. Everything is a disaster. He looked at me like he didn't understand what I was saying. He says, what do you mean? You're doing fine. Everything seems like mostly normal to me. And instead of taking this as the encouragement that it was intended to be, my internal negative story spun that right into the narrative. I twisted it into a story of the house has just always been a disaster, and I was fooling myself that I'd ever made any progress at all. The house has always been this bad, always will be this bad, and my husband's just used to it. He doesn't even expect me to do better than this. This is just my level. 
A few days after this, I was texting with a friend who lived out of state. I told her how discouraged I felt about the housework that never went away. I commented, it's not like I have baby blues or anything, but, and I don't even remember what justification I had at the time because the next thing she said was, how do you know that you don't have baby blues? Because I'm not the kind of person who has that. That's how. Of course, there was the fact that my baby never slept more than two hours together. Baby blues, sleep deprivation, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's possible my mental and emotional state was not actually rational at the time. A few weeks later, I was conversing with an internet friend about the same struggles. She told me to focus on building a livable life, a life I enjoyed living. Now, she did not at all mean that I should only do the things that I liked, but rather she reminded me that it was possible to love my real life. A livable life is one where I stop fussing and I start focusing and stop trying to reach some final destination in this life, in my house. One where I give up selfish indulgence that keeps me stuck and brush away the cobwebs of false expectations. At that point for me, a livable life meant getting outside for exercise, starting with the daily basics instead of trying to start deep clean projects, and prioritizing sleep so that I could be an attentive mother. Each season, and sometimes literally and not only metaphorically, requires adjustment and reevaluation of the steps necessary for a livable family life. What's holding you back from a livable life is not that you have too much stuff. When we think of simple living or a livable life, we tend to conjure up pictures of bright white kitchens, uncluttered living rooms, and slow days. To achieve simplicity, we think we have to remove or replace everything in our life and our home to make it worthy to go viral on Instagram. But that's not real world simple living. Living simply means that you have focus and direction, that all elements of your life cohere around a single-minded focus. All that you do moves your primary mission forward. Simplicity means you do not have compartmentalized portions of your life. It means your energies are not scattershot over a wide field aiming at no particular target. Simplicity and minimalism are not synonyms, although they're often used that way. To be a minimalist, you're trying to do without as much as possible. Your goal is to see how far you can cut back. To simplify, however, is to make your life an integrated whole where there's nothing that interferes with the integrity of the whole. To simplify is to ensure that the different elements of our schedule, of our work, of our interactions, all harmonize and build one another up. Simplified 
organization is an organization that addresses the true disorder, not only surface-level disorder on counters or closets or cupboards, but the disorder in our minds and our hearts. Until there is inner order, outer order will be ineffectual, if it's even possible. It's only when we cut through the superficial answers and the impressive-looking quick fixes that we can understand what we want when we say we want to be organized. A simple, livable life is one you enjoy. When we clean and contain our clutter in hopes that that will change our character or how we feel about our life, we're bound not only to be disappointed, we're also bound to return to our old messy ways. That clutter will return. The disorder will continue. The true source is not in the circumstances. It's not in the container or the closet. It's in ourselves. In my own boom and bust pattern that I used to live in, I would go all out and clean the whole house top to bottom in a mad frenzy. Then I would bask in the glow of completion and collapse. I repeated the process when the chaos once again became too terrible to put up with anymore. That's not integrity and that's not simple living. But the solution was not to get rid of all the stuff in my house so that I wouldn't have anything left to clean. Tempting, as that thought often was. The real solution was to change my attitude about the work, to see the significance of it, and to apply myself with faithfulness to my duties. When we simplify organization and build a livable life, we cut to the heart first. And realize that stuff management is a way that we extend blessing to others and ourselves. It's not a thing that gives blessing itself. It's not pixie dust that makes everything better. Rather, it's a tool, a way of life that is consistent with our character. Once our attitude, our character, our mindset have been ordered to truth. So the first thing we need to do is to start by thinking of homemaking as a vocation. The word vocation comes from Latin vocare, which means to call. Often vocation is used as a synonym for one's career, but within Christian thought over centuries, it also carries connotations of duties that God has given in any realm of life. The key to the concept of vocation or calling is that it comes from outside of you. You don't call yourself. You're not accountable to yourself. God calls you. You are accountable to God and have duties before him. As a vocation, the work of homemaking is a responsibility, a duty, which means that it determines what ends up on our calendar, what ends up on our to-do lists and what ends up taking our attention and energy each day. To call homemaking a vocation is to remember that we do not determine what our own mission is or our own destiny. We're not here to make life go the way we would like it to go in accordance to our ideas or pleasure. 
vocation directs us to have open-handed trust and purposeful direction. Thinking of our homemaking as a vocation will help us build a livable life because it will help us remember that the point of being organized is simply to be prepared. Organization isn't about controlling what happens because we can't. Being organized is about being prepared for whatever life tosses our way. No matter how organized we are, we don't control outcomes. God controls the future, and nothing that we do rests that control from his hands. We can't earn our desired outcome by trying hard enough or figuring out the right formula. Rather, organizing is a way of stewarding our gifts and our situations, presenting our resources as effective offerings of service to God. He then may do what he pleases with them, and we can trust that he will work it out for our good. The truth is, we don't know what will happen today, much less what will happen in a year, five years, or a lifetime. We don't even know how long our lifetime will be. What we do know is that we are where God has placed us and that God has given us duties to perform here and now and that he is using those duties to further equip us for more duties that he will send us in the future. Doing what's in front of you is not the same thing as aimless wandering or doing whatever seems like the most fun. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial podcast. If you want to simplify your life and love homemaking, if you want to know how the gospel applies to managing family life day by day, then you're going to love my upcoming book, Simplified Organization. Banish overwhelm, defeat perfectionism, and love being a homemaker. It will be available on Amazon soon, but if you want to get in on the launch party and learn about specials and bonuses that will be available in 2023, then find the link in the description below or just go to simplifiedorganization.com. That's simplifiedorganization.com. My new book will help you change your mindset, focus on truth, work with gratitude, and take six simple baby steps to begin managing your life with joy and begin managing your life with joy and skill. I can't wait for this book to get into your hands. The whole goal of the book is to help you in your home to repent, rejoice, repeat.